Hi, welcome back to Wildflower Women. My name is Megan Princewill, and I am super excited to be with you right now in this moment to share this time together. And if you have ever listened to any of my previous episodes, you will know how hard it was for me to say, I'm so excited to be with you tonight. But I didn't say it. Of course, I did just say it then, but you know, I didn't, I didn't say it, um, like to begin with, and I said it on purpose rather than on accident and then feeling silly and trying to go back and re-record it. And you're not, I'm not re-recording this one. Uh, this has been a whole bunch of nonsense now, like 40 something seconds of nonsense, but you know what? I'm going to leave it. It is what it is. I am who I am. And if you have listened to more than one podcast, then thank you for accepting me as this silliness that I am. Um, I am so excited for real, um, to be with you, uh, to share this moment with you. I, um, I have, I'm sorry if you like, I feel like I say this every time, if you were expecting something, if you've been just sitting on the edge of your seat, which would be really cool if you were like, if I, if, if you were really that excited about these episodes that you were just sitting on the edge of your seat waiting for the next one, but uh, you know, I'm, I, you probably weren't, probably really didn't even notice that I missed a week, but um, I don't know. I just my I feel like work and life has just been so weird, and I have not. Um, I, I can't plan. Uh, so I'm here right now and we're going to get through this and tonight's there, there you go. I did it. I was trying, I, I thought I was going to be able to do it without saying tonight, but I did. So just FYI, if this is your first time listening, when I say tonight, what I mean by that is whatever time of day you're listening, I'm recording it in the evening. And so I always say tonight anyway. Okay. There we go. Hopefully I can stay on track. Um, Apparently, this is a very ADHD day. Anyway, so today, this episode, we are going to talk about being a friend in the hard times. And I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and uh, just kind of talking about when we go through hard times and being a real friend and what it is, well, the responsibility of the friend, if if you're the friend and your friend is going through a hard time, what is your responsibility? And then if you are going through a hard time, if you are the one walking through it, what is your responsibility? And I ended up, I, I, I shared this, I, I know, I feel like it was, you know, just a revelation, um, that the Holy Spirit spoke to me in that moment. And I shared it with her. And as I shared it with her, I was preaching to myself and I was like, yep, that's going to be a, that's going to be a podcast episode. Um, but so I've, I've walked through some hard times. Like I said, if you've listened to any of my previous podcasts, you have heard a little bit of our story in some form or fashion, but it's been a rough three years for us. We've kind of walked through some really difficult moments, um, that were full of, of, of pain. And I talked about in, in a previous episode on friendship, I talked about, uh, you know, not, uh, 
in the moments where I felt like uh, my friends had, I had times when friends let me down, uh, but I, not, but understanding that it really, it really was about me looking to Jesus and, and I don't, you know, I, I we talked a, a lot about um, friendship and, and just, uh, setting your heart on him rather than on a person. And, um, Galatians 6, 2 has been a verse that I've, I've kind of, I remember learning it as a child. I know I've talked about it several times, but I remember learning it as a child and, um, say, quoting it and getting, you know, my little badge for being able to quote it. And I, and Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Galatians six two, like that is just it goes together because I w- I recited that over and over and over again. And I think that was actually maybe our um, in one year of of classes that was like the theme verse. So every every Wednesday night when we went into class, that was one of the verses that we had to quote as a group. So bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Galatians six two, like that's just how it how I hear it in my mind, and. Um, I, when I, when I spoke to my friend the other day and I kind of, I, I gave her what I felt like the Holy Spirit was giving me, I realized a little bit more about that verse and, and what we are supposed to be as friends. Um, but immediately I said that verse and then I said, but our responsibility when we are walking through pain is to cast our cares on him. And in 1 Peter 5, 7, it says, cast all your cares, or in different uh, versions, it says your anxieties, your worries, on him because he cares for you. And everything that we go through, we are supposed to lay it at the feet of Jesus, um, to cast our cares on him because he cares for us and because we are not supposed to carry our burdens. We're supposed to, to, to drop our worries at the foot of the cross and allow him to carry him. And I said, our responsibility as friends, when when our friends are walking through it, the responsibility of the friend is to bear that burden for them and to carry that burden with them. But the responsibility of the person walking through it is not to hand it off to the friend, to, is not to throw it on that shoulder of the friend who's standing there ready to bear it. Our responsibility is to cast it on Jesus, and I. When I said that, I, I like I said, I, I was preaching to myself, and I was like, "Wow, how many times in the last three years?" Even though I know that when I walk through something, it is not somebody else's responsibility. I can only I I know through experience that I only find peace when I give it to Him. But how many times have I looked around and said, you guys are not fulfilling your responsibility. You're supposed to be here. And I felt mad or I felt hurt because there wasn't somebody there when I felt like they were supposed to because the Bible tells them to be there. But yet, I didn't even, in those moments, I didn't realize that I'm not supposed to be looking around to see who is there to carry my burdens. All I'm supposed to be doing is casting them at the feet of Jesus. And I, I want to talk about one, when you are walking through it, don't worry 
about who's there to carry it because you don't need a person. If you're walking through something and you are alone and you feel like your friends are not there or you don't even have friends to help you carry that burden, do not worry about that because Jesus doesn't need help. The thing about Jesus is that he does not need help. When he was on the cross, he was carrying the entire weight of the sin of the world. He didn't need help. He didn't need somebody to come up and to take some of that sin and that that pain off of him. He was carrying it all by himself. He he no one else was needed to bear our sins. Jesus did that. But when we rely on, when we look around and we, we say, okay, I need, I needed my friend to carry this. I need my friend to be here. I need someone to help me carry this. We're telling Jesus, I know that, I know you got this, but I don't think you're strong enough. I don't think that you can give me what I need. I don't think that you can support me the way that I need to be supported. So I need a friend here. Friends are great. Friends are absolutely a God ordained relationship. But when you are walking through it, the only direction that you need to be looking is up and casting your cares on him. But then two, the flip side of this, I want to talk to you about being a friend in the hard times because this is, it is so important because we, there should never, if we are, if we are women of God and if we are followers of Christ and if we live our lives according to the word of God, then we should never have a friend go through something and give them the opportunity or the necessity to look around and say, why are my friends not here? As women of God and as children of God and as women who are called to who are called and desire to live by the word of god we should never let our friend walk through something alone and that's what i want to talk about it and i want you to understand that bearing one another's burdens and the reason why this is sometimes so hard to do and the, the reason why sometimes we have we have moments where our friend looks around and says why are you not here is because the truth of it is pain is awkward Pain is awkward. When someone walks through something that is hard, it's awkward, especially if it's something that you've never walked through. If it's, you know, and even sometimes when you have walked through, you know, we we all experience loss in, in our lives and we've all, or most everybody has been in that situation where they lost someone, where someone died that was close to them and, and they walked through that pain of, of losing that loved one. And it doesn't matter, you know, how many times we have walked through loss. It feels like it's, it never fails that when our friend walks through loss, we can think about all the things that we wish someone would have said to us or someone have, would have not said to us. You know, that when you're walking through pain, when you're walking through a, a, a grief-filled moment, especially as Christians, we, if we're honest, we have those moments where we think, I, if one more person comes up to me and tells me, all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. All things, God is working all things together for your good and this pain is for your good. Like, I don't know how many times I've walked through something that was hard and somebody said that to me and I thought to myself, yes, that's true, but that's not what I need right now. I need you to just sit down and shut up. 
Just be here. However, the next, the, the page turns and somebody else is walking through something and I hear myself saying the words, God works all things together for our good and we don't understand, but we do know that God under, like seriously, Megan, you, you just told yourself that if people would just stop just throwing scripture as a band-aid over this when yes, it's the truth and it is the word of God is what is what um, reaches in and speaks to our spirit. But in those times, you know it, but it there in those in those moments sometimes it feels like I don't need I don't need words. I just need to feel the presence of God. And yet I turn around and say it to somebody. And 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 that's just because pain is awkward. It's it's awkward when you've been through this situation and it's even more awkward when you've never been through this situation and you don't have a clue what that person is feeling. And what I want to say to that, the way I'm preaching to myself here, so just know that I will I will say this and there's a good chance that the next time I'm faced with a situation where a friend is walking through something hard and painful, there's a good chance that I will say something when I shouldn't. But I'm telling you this, one, pain is awkward. You don't have to know what to say. To be a friend and to bear one another's burdens, you don't have to know the right words to say. All you have to do is be there. Um, bear, the definition of bear, there's a lot of different definitions, but I believe that this, when it talks about bearing one another's burdens, it, in according to Webster, bear, one of the definitions of bear is to support the weight of. So bearing one another's burdens does not mean that you have to know the right words to say. It just means that you have to support the weight that is bearing, that is weighing down on that person. Um, if you, if your friend was, uh, you know, sometimes when we walk through something that's really hard and, and full of grief and full of pain, people will describe it as, um, feeling like you're just carrying a boulder on your shoulders. And so I want you to kind of visualize that. And if you had a friend who was carrying this huge boulder on their shoulders and, and they were carrying it and it was, it looked like it was just about to crush them. If you walked up and you saw your friend about to be crushed under the weight of something, of, of, of this huge physical boulder, you wouldn't walk up to them and say, hey, you know what, if you will try to support that with your, with your legs rather than, than your shoulders, then it will engage the muscles. I feel like I'm, I, I sound like my husband right now talking about engaging muscles, but you know, and if you would just kind of stand, if you would, you know, t- maybe, uh, uh, step forward with one leg and step foot with the back and kind of brace that a little bit, it would be a lot harder for your knees. Your knees won't buckle. You know, you wouldn't do that to your friend. You wouldn't stand there and tell them all of the things that they needed to do in order to bear that weight. If they were actually carrying a boulder and this was someone that you loved your automatic immediate reaction would be to run up and put your hands on that boulder and to try to help them carry it. That would be 
bearing that burden, that would be supporting the weight of that burden. So if you are, if you have a friend that is walking through something, you don't have to know the right words to say. All you have to do is be there. And you don't even have to speak at all. You don't have to say a word sometimes. Sometimes words are not necessary. Sometimes just being there and helping carry that weight is what is, what is needed. Um, they don't, that person doesn't feel like they're alone in it. Uh, but I, I want to I talk about maybe you've been in a situation where you were trying to be there. You were trying to help them carry the weight. You were trying to help them bear that burden, but they just would not let you. They would not let you. They wouldn't let you in. They, um, they you know, you, you called and they, they wouldn't answer. You wanted to bring them dinner and they wouldn't let you. You, uh, you, you, asked, you know, you wanted to pray for them and and they wouldn't tell you anything. And, and maybe they just, they were, they were, the pain of it was so intense that they didn't even have the energy to open up. And maybe, maybe the situation was so personal that they didn't feel comfortable releasing those details, those private details, because they just were unsure of the situation. And maybe you've been in that situation and you say, well, you know what? I'm trying to bear your burden. You won't let me. So carry it on your own. You know what? If you don't want to carry it on your own, then do it. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, I, I can't, I'm not going to, you know, I, I feel like you've, you, maybe you've heard someone say this, that, you know, if they're not going to let me, then I'm not going to force, I'm not going to wear myself out trying to be there if they don't want me there. Or if, they, if they're not going to let me there, I'm not going to wear myself out. If they say they don't want to talk about it and, and they're, they're like, you know what, I don't want to talk about it, then, okay, I tried. You know what, that's on them. No. So what? So what? Your responsibility in this situation is not to fix the situation. Your responsibility is not to um, crawl into the details. You don't have to know the details. Your responsibility as a friend is to just be there. Whether you're in the shadows or up front, whether you're holding their hand and walking through the fire with them, or you're standing on the outside of the fire praying for them and cheering them on as they go. If you have a friend that is not letting you into their situation, but you know that God has called you to bear that burden, don't give up. If they tell you to stop texting them, then keep praying for them. If they tell you, if they don't answer you back, then don't stop texting. Be there. Let them know without a shadow of a doubt that you're there. And until they tell you, I don't want your help. I don't want you to bear this burden with me. I don't want you to talk to me. I don't want you to pray for me. Your responsibility is to be there to pick up the weight when they can't carry it. Um, Be ready when they need you. Because a lot of times in the midst of grief, in the the midst of of the the hottest fire of pain, um, sometimes people will say things that they don't mean. You know, sometimes they, they, 
the pain is so heavy that they can't even they can't even function the pain is so so deep that they can't even function to allow someone to help them but then when they start when they start to come out of it when when they start to see the light when 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 the fire and the heat starts to starts to dwindle a little bit and they can see the light of day on the other side of this fire that they're walking through in this battle in those moments if you haven't left them even if they never call you even if they never say hey i'm glad you're here can you help me carry this sometimes just knowing that if you had to if you if you absolutely can't do it you have someone to fall back on there's somebody there will push them to keep going and to fight through it fully relying on Jesus because they know that somebody's there. That is your responsibility. Your responsibility is not to be Jesus for them. Your responsibility is not to say all the right words. Your responsibility is not to fix the situation. Your responsibility as a friend is to just be there. Just be there. Um, I want to I wanna read this story of of Jesus in the garden um, when he was about to be crucified he was about to be delivered into the hands of of the guards Judas was about to show up and betray him with a kiss and he's in the garden and he's praying and and in Matthew um, 26 it's in verse 38 he said he's talking to those disciples those a few disciples that he asked to come with him and he said my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Then going a little farther, he fell on his face to the ground and he prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. And I'll stop right there for a second. And he said, he told his disciples, he said, I'm going through it. I am so overwhelmed. I, I can't even... I feel like I can't even breathe. I'm my so- the sorrow has overwhelmed me to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. So Jesus didn't sit down with them. The, the disciples didn't follow him into it, but they were there. He knew, he, his, 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 what he asked them was, just be here. Just be here with me. Just be here in the fire with me, but I'm going to the Father. And that he's modeling what we're supposed to do. As friends, we're supposed to be there. As the disciples, we're supposed to just be there. Just be here. Just stay right here and keep watch with me. And as the person who's walking through it, I'm going to the Father. And so he went into the Father and he fell on his face. And then he returned to his disciples and he found them sleeping. And he said, couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And he went away a second time and he prayed, My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken from me, unless I drink it, may your will be done. And when he came back, he found them again sleeping because their eyes were heavy. And so he left them and went away once more and prayed a third time saying the same thing. And then he returned to the disciples and he said, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come. The Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. So what I want to say right here, is that Jesus was the son of God. He was the one that was about to give his life to save our souls. And he asked his friends, his, he needed his friends to bear his burden. 
However, he went to the Father. He didn't come to them. Even, even when he came back to them, he didn't say, Look, I'm about, you know, I, I'm really struggling with, you know, maybe this is God's will, but maybe it's not. And I really, could you guys just pray that, that if this is God, he said, hey, I need you to, I need you to be here. I just need you to, 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 to be with me. Keep watch, stay awake and pray, pray. You don't have to know the details. You don't have to know everything that's going through my mind right now. I just need you to pray. And he went back to the Father. And he went back to the Father. And he went back to the Father. And what I want to say is, if you're the one walking through it, understand that the disciples dropped the ball. The disciples couldn't stay awake and pray. They couldn't keep watch. They fell asleep. They dropped the ball. But Jesus was still exactly where he needed to be to fulfill the call of God and to walk through that fire to see the other side and to see what God had in store and to to fulfill the purpose of his life. His friends dropped the ball. But it didn't change the outcome of what God had in store and what God had planned and purposed through that trial and through that moment. But on the flip side of that, if you're the friend walking through, don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep on your friends. Don't fall asleep on those that are walking through it. Don't fall asleep on them. Your job as a friend is not to know all the details. It's not to, to say all the right words. It's not to make sense of things. Now, if God speaks to you and you know that the Holy Spirit has spoken to you and given you a word, then by all means, share it. But you don't have to. You don't have to say all the right words. Your job is to bear the burden and to stay awake, to watch and pray. If you're the one walking through it, if you're the one going through it, your job is to cast your cares on the Father and continuously go back to Him, to go to Him in prayer. If your friends fall asleep, if your friends drop the ball, they're not the ones that are going to get you through. They're not the ones that are going to bring the purpose to pass. Your Father is. Go back to the Father. Go back to the Father. Go back to the Father. Every single time, go back to the Father. So that is what I wanted to say to you today because I feel like, I feel like there's a lot of people that are walking through it. And I feel like we honestly probably are all, you may be the friend that's going through it, and you may have a friend that's going through it. You may find yourself in both roles here. That you're walking through hell, and your friend's walking through hell. But, I, you know, I, I'm carrying my own burden. But be a friend. Be willing. Be willing to watch and pray.
Be willing to be there. And if you don't have somebody there for you, that's okay because you're not the one that's designed to carry your burdens. The Father carries your burdens. There's a verse that says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Go to the Father. If you're carrying a load, you take it to the Father. Because when you take your load and you take your cares and your pain and your anguish and your anxiety and your fears and all of the trials that you're walking through, when you cast those onto the Father, it lightens it off of you. It's no longer on you so that you have the strength to bear the burden of your friend. It it gives you the strength and the room to run up. And to lift that boulder, to put your hands on that boulder of your friend and to lighten their load just a little bit. So that's what I wanted to say to you. If you're going through hell, run to the Father. If your friend is going through hell, be there. Be there. You don't have to know the right words to say. Just be there. So... That is it, and I hope that that ministered to you, and I hope that it gave you as much peace as it gave me, and it almost, it was almost like lifting a load off of me when I realized that my my responsibility is just to be there, and I don't have to, I, it, it, it took the, the, the responsibility off of me when I felt like you're not fulfilling what you're supposed to do. Friends, you're not being, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. I'm not, I, I don't have, I don't, that's not my responsibility. And it just, it really, it made it so much easier to realize that my father can carry everything I have without help. He doesn't need help. And so I hope that this ministered to you the way that it did to me. And um, I hope that, um, hope that you were able to get something out of it. And so I have no idea when I will be back. Um, hopefully, hopefully I can get back next Monday. That's my plan. Um, I have an idea of what we're going to talk about, but I've got to, I've got to study a little bit more. Um, I was, I, I had an idea or a thought this morning and I was praying on my way to work. And then, um, I kind of, I, I thought I, I thought I knew exactly what the truth was. And then I started searching for scriptures and I was surprised at what I found. And so I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to give you that one. Um, but I want to, I really got to dig into that. I was very surprised at what I found and I, I want to make sure that I speak the truth in the word of God to you. So if God gives it to me and makes it clear by next week, then I will be back. Um, But if not, just know that I will come back when I have something for you. So if you have not heard it today, you are loved. I love you. You are loved by your father. And uh, at, you know, at the risk of saying what I said, I wouldn't ever try to say his plans are good for you, no matter what you're walking through. He really will work it out for your good. He does have a plan because you're his daughter. 
is beloved. So just trust him.